Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Job. 
I don't believe they need a token inside. We always always argue with uh, the founders whether they really need it or not. Uh, so it's, it's fun. Um, so I always meet in that. And right now, the founder of Stephen Blab. Uh, initially, we started uh, as just body shop, uh, doing some consulting. Because I believe that um, blockchain and Bitcoin industry is really interesting, and I convinced my friends, it took me like half a year to convince them to pivot uh, from the previous startup to existing company. So uh, then we started to focus on financial industry and now only on tokenization. Um, so, you know, we, we have a bunch of guys, we have like 50 people, um, self-funded, basically earning money. We have quite interesting partners. Uh, one of them is former head of Moscow Exchange, Ukrainian Central Depository, and JP uh, Morgan Deutsche Bank trader. And another partner is joining us. Uh, it's very yeah. famous guy. So um, we're doing a lot of conferences like this, and bigger and smaller. And so I conduct uh, online courses about blockchain. So we do a bunch of activities. But our core mission is to build financial internet. That's what we believe will transform. Uh, society and um, that may basically will help all accounting systems to sort of share data between each other. And I believe we don't need blockchain for that. Like as one single blockchain that shares everything, but rather like many, many, many systems that are able to talk to each other. So, uh, what's tokenization? Uh, tokenization is not just the process of issuance of a token. So right now, obviously, people, they say, oh, tokenization must be an ICO, or tokenization must be something when you just issue tokens somewhere. Um, I would say it's much more complicated process. Like, it's the process of transformation of your internal accounting system uh, in a way that you change the representation of the ledger, and all the assets, will be, all the accounts will be managed by cryptographic keys. So exactly like in Bitcoin. So in other words, Tokenization is the creation of digital registries when uh, principles of account management are the same as in uh, Bitcoin and blockchain. But uh, it doesn't mean creation of a new currency or a new token, etc. It's a process when you create components such as wallets, custody, ledger, payment system, and exchange that use uh, like new technologies. Uh, they use cryptography, obviously, for management of assets, uh, etc. So, uh, when I was studying cryptography, I was like surprised that there are many, many papers, uh, technologies that do not apply anywhere. So, that time I had like limited chances to get a decent job because you know nobody needs cryptographers at that time. No, like in countries like Ukraine. Uh, but now, uh, if you see any new um, white paper about um, cryptography, it's almost immediately applied to you know cryptocurrency, new cryptocurrency. So it's really fun right now. So big cryptographer become became yeah again cool. Why do we need to recognize assets? The simple answer is there are more. Where deep answers is just it reduces costs and uh, frictions in, uh, in in trading. So at the end, all assets should be tradable and liquid as much as possible. 
So that's about infrastructure. And if, if there are some people who studied uh, C++, they should remember this picture. This is from Granny Bush book. And uh, I was I could hear because like this guy in the middle is like a token. Nobody knows what it is, whether it's you know commodity or like asset or equity or security. And this guy is, must be a regulator. They don't know either. And they're looking and saying, like, how should we regulate it? There is no opinion because you cannot really say what it is. Uh, it took me maybe a year, so now I have like clear for me at least understanding how we should do that. And first of all, we should define what token is. Uh, so token is not some magical thing. Token is token always represents something, some asset. So it's just a pointer, or yeah, it's a balance on some account, and this balance always in some assets. So, and then, um, in other words, token is just the ownership right for an asset. Whoever has the token has the right to an underlying asset. The roles of the token uh, can be different, that's why there's a confusion. And when media mixes all these things, you have like fullness. Uh, because token can represent currency, token can represent share, a debt, uh, an index, like combination of different uh, other tokens. Um, it can represent participation in uh, business model, or cash flow. It can help to prevent attacks in a decentralized um, system, so to create the right incentives for participants, and give you the right to use the service. Uh, I wrote some like piece of uh, research that is published on this link about how to make classifications of um, different tokens, and it's mostly based on uh, processes in uh, informational systems, in counting systems. Um, like there is a big difference from cryptocurrency. Like I would say, this that's a crucial difference. That when people say cryptocurrency, it's always um, a decentralized network with, with decentralized governance, issuance and distribution and processing of assets. So tokens instead, they may have a centralized entity that issues them. Um, the price of the token can be connected to some you know, underlying asset and transaction processing can also be centralized. So, but again, media confuses these things, they name everything tokens and that's it. So, I always argue with uh, journalists that they are like they are making this high because business people don't really you know, go deep. They just read headlines and that's it. Um, so I will provide right now one example uh, how token economy uh, can work and uh, why it makes sense to have uh, different types of tokens. The example is from game industry. I'm pretty sure like everybody played some games. Right? It's Germany, so yeah, might not be 100% chance. But, um, anyway, so this is the centralized version of the game. So the developer has all the servers and players are connected to the uh, to servers. And uh, you obviously can create a decentralized version of the game. There's no technical problem right now. And every device will become a server. And you can make a situation when all the uh, game objects 
we will store it in internal ledger, uh, blockchain based, and uh, account of the developer, that's this, this guy, is also on the same ledger. And obviously, each game has internal currency, which is usually like some internal gold, and this gold will also be processed uh, in this ledger. Uh, so, together, we reach consensus about each like, move in the game and consensus about each state of each ledger. But a consensus mechanism doesn't really matter now. So, what can happen next is the developer can create a rule that every transaction should pay a small fee that will be accumulated on the account of the, of the developer. It's here and here. So, the red one is the account of the developer. So, uh, this will be the monetization model for the developer. Uh, so, no longer charging like subscription for the game, but just taking a small fee in game currency. And uh, as we see right now, Warcraft is one example, there could be exchanges that uh, provide you like liquidity of this internal currency to uh, dollar. So, again, that's how the developer monetizes its um, like efforts. Efforts, because uh, basically this small fee is like a tax on the whole system, and the stocks can be then you know, sold for dollars. And the last thing is that the developer can create another token, which will be obviously an equity token that pays dividends in internal currency. So these dividends will be like distributed from all the fees collected by the game. So they, yeah, these tokens will be owned by investors, by players, by, by the developer, obviously. And uh, these people will be interested in uh, like profits, in increasing the internal economy of the game, or like GDP. And whoever plays the game, they're interested just in the game. So they don't need to, to know about these tokens at all. They just play, and that's it. So there are a few uh, key outcomes from this approach. The developer may not have any servers at all. The developer may not need any uh, company in any jurisdiction. It's a decentralized game. Uh, players, um, even though they have a small fee, like a fraction of a percent inside the game, they don't want, they will not probably remove this fee, even though they can. Because, you know, it's a network. If you take the fee out, the uh, you know it's already a fork. Like you probably know about Zcash. Zcash, uh, they have this twenty percent fee on the on mining, and this fee goes back to the developer. They have to do a ten percent fee. Uh, that doesn't really matter. So people don't change it because they trust the founding team to you know to push this project forward. So here is the situation. Um, other thing is that the developer, like monetization changes for, for him, and investors fully trust the developer to redistribute all profits of the game because you like cannot cheat. Smart contract, smart contract uh, distributes profits, no longer the person. So when you have a regular company, you have an account in your set of cash. Like Germany is really good in the set of cash. You cannot pay this visa. Mm -hmm. Many places. Um, so when you have cash, you can't really show how transparent your business is. In this model, you you can make sure that every cent of the uh, income translates into corresponding profits. 
and that by itself can increase the valuation of the business because if the investor knows how much money they will get um, from the investment, that's obviously a good thing. So transparency is the key thing, or the key outcome of tokenization. And why I chose game for that? Because game is the perfect example of closed economy. There is no import or export, it's just yeah, internal thing. And um, every game has its own currency. Usually they don't uh, use some external one. So everything that we tokenized, uh, all like money, stocks, real estate, receivables, intellectual property, loyalties, and tokenized means that again, the creation of digital registries that contain information about ownership assets. And businesses that, that use these assets will be transformed in a way that their profits will be generated transparently. That's the major uh, breakthrough in accounting at the end. Now we come to the point of uh, utility tokens and why I believe they should not. Like they do exist, but they may be not the best idea. So, again, I was really concerned about um, utility tokens because they look like, they look innocent. People invest in them, people argue with regulators that they are not securities um, because they have some utility, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then I saw Binance. Uh, I saw Binance for equity. And like, I'm a cryptographer. I'm like, really excited about decentralization. And when I saw Bitcoin, I was like, yeah, Monero for me was a uh, breakthrough. And I saw that ICO should be conducted only for projects that cannot be funded in another way. Obviously, if you have a fully decentralized project, autonomous, uh, anonymous, then you cannot fund it through major investment because yeah, there is no equity. Uh, Bitcoin has no company behind, so you can't really buy shares. Uh, but then I started to see ICOs for like retail businesses, for car washes, for like anything. And I so that must be stupid. Like, kind of doesn't make sense. These businesses, they have like, profits, they have one owner, etc. Uh, and when I saw uh, Binance uh, white paper, I understood everything. I understood that ICO in this approach with utility tokens can be applied to any business, even to vending machine. Any vending machine can now issue utility tokens, and these utility tokens can be pushed to a million dollar price. Easy. I can do it in 100 days. So, uh, so the issue with that is that the scheme is really smart. That's like a chair on the top of all, uh, you know, all the schemes. Uh, you create a, a limited amount of utility tokens, then you say, I'm selling you know, a water for two euros per bottle. But if customer pays with tokens, the price of the bottle of water will be one euro. So obviously, uh, customers want to buy tokens. So before you do an SEO, you sell, let's say, 10% of your tokens to investors. You convince them that it's a good investment. And uh, these tokens will be traded on some exchange on uh, the free market. Uh, and customers will buy these tokens in order to buy water. It doesn't really matter how much token forces, because uh, the price of the water is fixed in euro. Even if the token, token price is 100 euro, you will just pay uh, one fraction of the token for the bottle. 
So obviously, if there is only one version in the system, which is this vending machine, uh, eventually it will accumulate more and more tokens, which will drive the price up because the supply will supply is limited. And that's how you create a market cap, uh, which is even it could be billion dollars for one vending machine. Even though the turnover will be like still like one thousand euro per day. So maybe you've heard that Luis Larson became the most uh, richest person in the world for a minute, maybe, but still. Um, because they uh, multiplied the uh, amount of tokens that Luis has to price of XRP, and that's how they got it. Obviously, that's not true, uh, because Ripple don't do any uh, meaningful business yet, uh, like using XRP. Uh, so that's fine. Um, I would say that every utility token is the combination of certain variation of the scheme. Uh, some people, like that finance guys, just did it perfectly. They just figured out the key thing, this discount model, because that's the incentive. Uh, in most, in some other lightweight schemes, uh, you may not pay these tokens, you just pay a fee uh, to use the service in tokens. But for the service, you pay dollars. So, idea is uh, that every utility token can be split at least into three tokens, or maybe more, maybe like, um, and this token is a commodity. Um, commodity in this case, uh, like, I'm not pretending to use the perfect uh, terminology, commodity in this sense is something that's fixed. So one token means one bottle. That will be like a commodity token. Or one token means one API call, always one, one API call. Or one token means one grammar call. That will be like a <coughs> Currency uh, would be something that is used for internal payments. And in 99% of cases, it makes sense to use other currency. I think everybody asked uh, himself about whether this uh, fun ICO project should use internal to a gold token or maybe just uses Ether for payments or Bitcoin. Obviously, people say that, uh, yeah, for some reason we need um, you know, old token, but obviously the reason usually is to how we can fund the project, how we can sell it. So currency is something that really should be stable. So with an example of a game, the internal gold should be stable currency. Otherwise, people won't be playing, they will just trade. And obviously, the uh, equity token should be uh, volatile because it represents expectations of the ecosystem growth. So, um, people will, if you have this two token design, people, uh, investors, uh, will not be interested in driving the <coughs> price of the internal currency up. They will be rather driving the Adoption of the game uh, in order to increase GDP. If they increase GDP, the like, uh, absolute amount of taxes will be higher, that's how they get profits. In case when you have one utility token, everybody is interested here to drive the price of utility token up. Early users, early investors, like everybody. That's the zero sum game. If, uh, you jump uh, before the rest, that's how it works. And exit before the rest. Uh, with the uh, like two token model design, people can really use currency. They will be uh, probably like cryptocurrencies and internal economies when you have debt, when you can 
world of lens and um, it makes sense. Predictability uh, helps the economy to sustain. If the economy is not sustainable, uh, that's the problem. So now we see this kind of problem in the video ecosystem of Bitcoin when um, fees become really high and you can pay for smart contracts, it's too expensive. So people like create off-chain projects and then just issue token on Ether, on Ethereum, and that's it. Uh, obviously, it's not really good for an ecosystem. So, um, currency token has to be as stable as possible. So, it means that it should not be limited in amount. It should be all tied to size of economy. Or, it should not be controlled by the project itself. So, if we use external currencies, either Bitcoin, dollar, or euro, uh, project doesn't control the, the currency. That's a good thing. An equity token pays dividends either in commodity tokens or in currency tokens. So it's like vending machine, uh, like if you use it like 100 times, it will give you one more, like one extra bottle of water, like one token commodity. Or it will give you, you know, five euro SDN. So something like that. So equity becomes really simple. Yeah, and obviously equity is security token, and at some point, yeah, like regulators, yeah, they, yeah, they regulate that. Um, and I think regulation is a good, good idea at the end. Uh, it just needs to be more, like, also transparent, uh, simpler, and all electronic. So when people need to file, like, hundreds of documents to regulate or something convenient in the internet era, it needs to be really like, simple and uh, convenient. But we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so, for example, the Estonia e-residency card, it allows you to, to do KYC online for any service in a second. We will have something like that. So this is the assumption, and I bet that every utility token we see on the market can be split, split on these three categories. Like Bitcoin is not a utility token, it's a currency. So, and then I understood like, the idea how you can make a, like an ICO, or how you can attract capital. Obviously, you cannot sell equity tokens right now because it's not regulated, but you can sell equity in a project with allocation of all tokens that will be issued by the startup. That makes sense for a few reasons. Um, let's assume that you sold equity and you didn't sell any tokens. And then you succeeded in building a fully decentralized autonomous system, like Bitcoin. Obviously, the founding team will no longer be in control of the system itself because it's autonomous. It's like Satoshi Nakamoto cannot control Bitcoin anymore. So obviously, it doesn't make sense to have all the equity in the project. Investors should have tokens that will help them to monetize the investment. That's why you need to give them tokens. Because that makes sense from transition from a centralized approach to decentralized. On the other hand, if you just give investors just tokens, uh, in the, like, on the white paper stage, you as a startup may need to do pivot. Uh, and uh, the token design, token model may be changed, and even you may need to get rid of tokens at all. Um, so I genuinely believe that Ripple, like in this current stuff, doesn't need an XRP at all. Uh, because when they work with banks, banks are really hesitant to see that uh, because they cannot predict their future costs. Uh, the XRP price was like cents and then dollars, and banks technically will pay fees in XRPs 
doesn't make sense for them. So I think Ripple will be much more successful without talking for interbank payments. The settlement currency also sucks because how can you do settlement on something that's not stable? It's much more volatile than dollar. Um, so if Ripple has the same you know, conclusion, uh, they cannot really do anything with it because they already sold the CRPs to thousands of investors, including banks. Obviously, investors would be really pissed off if they said, if Ripple says, uh, oh, now we don't need a token, we just you know, get rid of it. Uh, but if you sell equity together with the token, that makes sense because investors will be pursuing the best interest of the company. So if token is not needed, we'll say fine, it's not needed, we have equity, equity will become yeah, more expensive if the company goes uh, as well. So uh, we have one project that we will, uh, for which we will apply this scheme, we will create these tokenized internal processes and sell equity. Uh, some people ask, and most people ask, especially from uh, yeah, crypto space, what's the difference from centralized approach? Uh, why should you start from uh, yeah, centralized uh, use cases? And I have a big experience in building the systems, and I saw that you cannot really do an enterprise use case if you start from decentralized uh, version. Because there is no law that covers these questions. Uh, we've done a decentralized auction in Ukraine for trading land. Now it's um, enterprise version for trading cars. And the problem was when we approached trading platforms and said, here we go, let's install some blockchain and trade, uh, censorship free, um, whatever. They said, well, but with whom we are going to sign the contract? For SLA, for you know, support, etc. We said like, well, it's blockchain. There's you cannot really sign a contract with blockchain. They said like, come on, like, it won't work. We need somebody to be responsible. And obviously, if you build a decentralized system to prevent corruption in uh, you know auctions, then you cannot have a centralized entity with whom everybody signs contracts. It will be government at the end. It doesn't make sense. So. Uh, we understood what needs to be done, so it's more about transparency and how blockchain can help. Even centralized case, it's about security features, it's about portability, integrity, robustness, and non-replication. And uh, obviously, you can do that with my scale database, but you recreate blockchain. You recreate consensus mechanism because at some point you need to distribute. Um, validation power between parties, you need to ensure that uh, auditor sees real-time transactions, that regulator can access real-time transactions, so you need to recreate blockchain. So that makes sense. Uh, so uh, we work on basically centralized uh, applications. Uh, usually um, when we tokenize, so we are software developers, so when we tokenize certain ecosystem, that could be an ecosystem of trading uh, receivables. Then uh, we always start from a centralized approach. So this is my further research questions. Um, they touch the topic of uh, what if we work in like decentralized autonomous and anonymous ecosystem? 
we obviously need uh, something interesting. So I really believe that um, only proof of work uh, schemes need internal currency because they don't trust anybody else. So you need to have an own mechanism. So technically, Ether, if it switches to uh, uh, proof of stake, may use Bitcoin, technically. So the question is, so the question is like, uh, with an example of Binance kind of Ponzi scheme, uh, how to really define the immediate level of decentralization to prevent this? So that touches the question how to create currency. Uh, and uh, how to measure the level of decentralization? Because if you create a fork of Bitcoin on the, at your home, you can really pretend that you're also decentralized because nobody knows how many miners sign the system. They all should be anonymous. And uh, you cannot really tell um, who is the owner of the account like, because it's still anonymous. So you really, we don't have a mechanism to measure decentralization now. That's, that's a big thing. And obviously, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, when you need your own internal currency, I see one, one uh, criteria is uh, when you have full uh, anonymity, but probably there are some more. And uh, we need to create the whole theory how to create a, a central bank, managed by smart contracts. So something like that. Ah, uh, this question to economists probably. So this is it. Uh, thank you for being here. Ready to take some questions. Asset on the back, 
there should be Estonia. So let's say you have a bank of cheese. Like in Italy they have something like that. So uh, somebody comes with cheese, puts it in this bank, in two years takes the cheese back. Obviously it's, it's different cheese with the same quality. So what they trade, like what they have is receipts for cheese. You can tokenize these receipts and create a liquid market. Maybe some investors will invest in you know, cheese prices, etc. So you need to have an Estonian. Estonian is basically a physical place with the fence and you know, dogs running around. And yeah. So the, uh, this entity, we will ensure the, uh, that the token is always backed by corresponding amount of cheese. With currencies, if you want to make a currency backed by dollar, you need to have somebody. Uh, who maintains reserves. Obviously, if it's a virtual thing, as with shares, at some point you will not need any reserves. The blockchain itself, this accounting system, will become a primary accounting system for this asset, uh, and that's it. So for um, non-tangible assets, um, tokenization, the first step will be like having custodian, on the second stage you will, you will, you will need custodian. Yes, hi. Um, could you please elaborate a little bit more on your explanation on why utility tokens are Ponzi schemes? Especially because um, when you consider uh, networking effects and stuff like that, and you have early adopters, I mean, there could be reason why tokens increase in value for that, and why the supply should be limited. Okay. Um, this is the like the ultimate implementation of the utility token. By saying that they should not exist, I say that they can be split into three types of tokens, at least, and investors, early adopters, will invest in equity, or they will just airdrop this equity, uh, but they will use, for payments, they will use the currency token, not the equity token itself. Obviously, you can pay with the equity token, it has its own price, but it doesn't really, yeah, it's not very convenient. So, especially when you want to lend money, right? It's not convenient at all. So, I advocate that any utility token can be split into these three pieces. And the only reason for now, okay, there are two reasons. Um, I will start from being, uh, maybe you've heard about projects when banks took Bitcoin from base and tried to, tried to exclude either mining or, or Bitcoin. I've heard about this project. I saw people who did that. They spent an enormous amount of money of trying to apply mining to banking. Obviously, it didn't work. So for the same reason, many people, when they saw Bitcoin and were excited about Bitcoin, they applied the same concept to other projects. Just taking Bitcoin insurance model and saying, oh, we will do it for our, we will create an old coin in order to get rich. So people just, yeah. They took something that was not designed to be used uh, in their projects and said that's fine. But the, the biggest reason right now is because you cannot really sell equity tokens. You can sell utility tokens for now, obviously regulators already, like China, they already prohibited everything in Korea uh, because they saw that this is an investment vehicle. Um, but if you can apply the scheme in real world, you would rather go for this than utility token. Because Again, economic incentives are really broken when you have the utility token in the system. Fees become really expensive, like really high. So I think the scheme is much more effective than this.
I would have guessed if I was something like Filecoin. Is it a currency? Uh, well, you did try to create a currency. As I said, this really would question why do you need to have an own currency? Why don't they use Ether? Think me. Like, why should they buy another coin in order to, buy to, to pay for storage? I don't want to. Um, so, yeah, they try to create their own economy. And this, again, it's a good question when you, when you need to have an own economy. So one vending machine is not a sustainable economy. Uh, a network of vending machines that sell water is also not a sustainable economy. Like, let's say a village in, uh, in some Amazon forest may be a sustainable economy because they don't have any. They already have everything inside. Um, so I'm pretty sure they could use external coin and just distribute profits uh, by taking fees from all the participants. Okay. Yeah, that's my idea. Good. I think this was the last question. I'm sorry, Colin, but I think everyone appreciates your expertise on tokens very much, and thanks for the prompts.